Hi friends, welcome to Birken Sports Podcast. Our mission is to inspire movement and healthy lifestyle. Hi friends, I hope you are doing well and you are active and following your fitness program and you're, you are uh, setting a new records. And today I would, I'm going to talk about the relationship between exercise and mental health. And this episode is also based on the question questions we received from our listeners. If I summarize the questions, it's going to be what are the relationship between exercise and mental health? What are the exact um, channels or mechanisms that exercise positively affect on mental health? And we know that the general outcome is a general outcome from many research studies and scientific papers um, indicates that the exercise can cause many psychological changes which result in improvement in mood state, self-esteem and lower stress and anxiety level. We also know that there are essential physical effects of exercise which include reduction of blood pressure, enhanced cardiovascular fitness, weight loss, prevention of chronic diseases such as cancer or a delay or a prevention against the cognitive conditions like Alzheimer. Um, that is in general that we have this information and there are clinical studies as well as uh, surveys and large population surveys that we know uh, that showed the positive effects of exercise. But I, would, I have to say that there is not a consensus or um, that implicates a single mechanism or a group of mechanisms that reliably affect the exercise mood relationship yes and also we don't have the also the exact uh, detailed information about exact nature of exercises whether it should be aerobic or anaerobic exercise in order to bring about an improvement in in, in mental health and so that if we try to define the channels the channels that help us to translate the exercise into a better mental health, then we have to summarize them into three different categories. By doing physical activity and exercises, we improve our immune system, which uh, consequently improves our mental health, reduces stress, anxiety, and depression. Another channel is definitely physiological channel, and there are different theories that how the physiological channel work and uh, this series for example endorphin theory or a thermogenic theory mitochondrial function theory and many others and also we have the psychological channel and that psychological channel which i'm going more which i am mostly going to talk about the psychological channels that help us to translate the physical activity into a better mental state or a decrease reduced stress anxiety and depression when it comes to psychological like just i wanted to give you a brief information about this physical uh, physiological aspects like physiological channel of how the exercise translates into the um into the uh, better mental health the as i told you that there is a hypothesis called endorphin hypothesis and we know that the principal function of endorphin is to help the body to endure pain in periods of prolonged pain and stress 
And uh, maybe you heard also about this runner's high that is metaphorically uh, referred as runner's high is, is a, as a phenomenon among uh, professional athletes. Um, this effect is primarily being attributed to the action of uh, endorphins and um and by endorphin, when we do the, uh, when we go to the extra mile, we run like uh, marathons, or we do uh, endless sparring sessions, <laughs> and uh, many other activities. We reach this runner's high where the endorphin is uh, secreted to uh, in in periods of prolonged pain and stress, and that is eventually is translated into the improved mental health that or a reducing stress and anxiety. That is an endorphin hypothesis of the physiological channel. And another is thermogenic hypothesis. It's simply thermogenic hypothesis means that an increase in body temperature is responsible for increase in mood elevation after exercise, which can lead to reduction in symptoms of anxiety, depression, and other uh, mental state problems. And that is a thermogenic hypothesis. Uh, there are other theories. Uh, among them, uh, one of the famous one is mTOR, mammalian target of rapamycin, or a neurotransmitter series. There are many theories. Just I wanted to give. I gave you some couple of examples, uh, just to show that how the physiological aspect works. But now we come to the psychological aspects, which is my point of today's. Um, podcast in today's podcast is to provide you with two very important psychological aspects of the exercise and especially a uh, skill related exercise. So we know that there are skill related aspects of our fitness and that is related to, for example, to agility, balance, coordination, speed, power, reaction time. They are skill related. But also we have health related fitness, which is a cardiorespiratory and muscular endurance, muscular strength, body composition and flexibility. So it's very important to understand these two different, two different health indicators. One is being physical fitness, another is being skill related fitness because it's very important to differentiate them and to understand them in order to improve our mental health. And I will say why. If you go back to the so the psychological aspects, the psychological aspect, one psychological, first psychological aspect is mostly self-speaking and is more, it's like understandable. Yes, is this something that we know that? Yeah, we maybe we don't categorize or we don't, editorialize we don't put the tag name on it but we know that exercise exercising going to the fitness doing something about activities is about distraction and that is called distraction hypothesis the distraction hypothesis again this is a psychological channel which translates exercise into the better mental state the distraction hypothesis suggests that rather than physiological change produced by exercise that the mental timeout could be responsible for the mood elevating effects of exercise that is timeout from the life or from the job we are doing we are overwhelmed that the timeout that from our concerns and in general we take this time out and during this 
time out during this period of exercise or doing some kind of an activity, we are distracted from the situation or maybe from the problem that we have. And that will eventually help to cope with depression or anxiety. And there's the that is so is like that is is it is it not a as a as a complicated theory with different layers and um, uh, different processes, but it's just about timeout that we take and we uh, cope with depression. And yeah, I mean, you can ask this question to yourself as well: whether did you feel or have you ever felt that doing exercise is timeout for you? Is something that you find a peaceful mental state during your exercise sessions? Which is yes, and is excellent. And that will also motivate you to go back to your exercise. And one thing is very important. And it doesn't matter whether it's physiological channel, immune strengthening, or whatever is psychological. Among all these channels, the one principle is essential. And that is a consistency. If you do a fitness or an exercise on consistent, on uh, consistently, that is a key to to improve tremendously your mental health. That is the key to be always in a sharp mental state, and uh, to avoid anxiety or anything else, any other other problems with your mental mood states. And that is also very good to regulate, to check in always in a check in, and in terms of exercise, to do your exercise activity and always hold this mood mental mood or mood state a positive mood state actually when i def- when i received the questions i was uh, so super motivated to talk about this and also to tell this uh, channel to tell the theory to you and to help you to improve your uh, mood state to manage your mood state very effectively and this is the theory of mastery and self-efficacy And what is a self-efficacy and what is a mastery? As I told you before, we should differentiate between a physical fitness and skill-related fitness. For example, a handstand is a skill-related fitness. If you train the handstand, you need a, a balance, even you have to like... Uh, people who can, people for years, for months, they train handstand and they become proficient, they also become very self-confident. Maybe even in the process of learning handstand, they overcome the fears, fears of falling. We know that fear is cross-sectional. It's the fear is at the at the condition at the condition or a phenomenon I would say is something that the same it doesn't change it's if you fear from th- something it's just the fear is fear yes by learning handstand by over coming your fears you also overcome your fears in real life or in a different situations you teach yourself to become uh, fearless by doing this by learning the skills that can be attributed to the psychological state which is called mastery or self-efficacy which is a channel or a mechanism that help us to translate the exercise into a better mental health and also I, I, in personal in my opinion i think that these scientific papers and all these uh, trials they they are missing this information they don't tell us how to 
improve our mental health, uh, which exercises we should do and which exercises we should follow. They just, okay, you should go to treadmill, you do yoga, you do something else. But by telling people, I think like, I think we should, uh, I mean, that's that's a, probably my own conclusion, but also I think maybe there is, or there are some scientific papers, they already included that people who learn handstand and if they achieved and if the journey is successful and yeah then they are becoming more healthy in terms of their mental health so that is a mastery in self-efficacy and this theory of the self-efficacy or mastery hypothesis theory states that physiological effects of completing an important and effortful task such as an exercise session brings about a feeling of mastery which in itself elevates your mood which in itself makes you become more self-confident and the what are the even if we can ask questions yes definitely what is a for example a depression or an anxiety these are the terms that mostly related in in most cases they are related to that's of course that's differently occur it's very individual maybe and it occurs on people at different levels at different it surfaces differently and at different people but in general when we talk about the self-efficacy the understanding or having this confidence that you can go and do 10 pull-ups or uh, do something a uh, balance or uh, agility exercises that will uh, definitely uh, will improve your perceived self-efficacy and that also will help you to become consistent in your exercises and also to adhere to your fitness regimen and also the adherence to self-set goals that is are the um like um as it's very important to understand yeah definitely we do this uh i, I would say that if we wanted to really to control our mood states we should always think about learning a new skills we should about think about this skill related physical uh, skill related fitness improving our balance agility doing kind of a different uh kind of exercises not only about physical related physical fitness but definitely physical fitness is important i don't say that we should avoid running and doing cardiovascular or exercises aerobic exercises and just do the skill related exercises no that's not my point my point is that we shouldn't we should be more mindful about also the self-efficacy and mastery aspect of the uh, of the exercise i think that that will improve uh that actually improved my life a lot so i started to learn uh, gymnastic like i have never trained gymnastic in my life but last two years i tried to do the gymnastic bodies program and you can go and check and i actually follow this gymnastic body program but by doing gymnastics and learning the skills and improving this self-efficacy and mastery and the program was in general skill oriented for example you wanted to do muscle ups it was gymnastic rings so you will follow certain protocols and you will achieve these skills and that was a kind of an example for me mastery and self-efficacy which helped me improve my mood states and also uh, decrease anxiety or uh, the depression to deal with depression and that is a very good example of the efficacy self-efficacy 
and consider learning new skills, consider improving your skill-related fitness and setting a goal and trying to reach this goal with consistency and the progress. And that was my point and my answer to the questions, uh, to the question, what is the relationship between exercise and mental health and how we can uh, make it more tangible, understandable. So there are physiological aspects, but there are psychological aspects as well. And the most obvious or a self-explanatory theory, as I told you, was a distraction theory, but the mastery and self-efficacy left in the shadow. So that is, we have to think about the skills and apply the skills into our general fitness program. Thank you very much for listening and talk to you next time.